everyone and welcome to Skillman Church of Christ. My name is Cricket. I'm a member here of Skillman. Been a member for about three years now. Absolutely love this church, the ministry staff, our members, and our community. We are so glad that you can be here with us today. Although it's not the perfect fashion for us to come together, like everyone else, we're doing the very best that we can to stay connected. I will be reading the scripture today from Isaiah 5, chapters 1 through 7. When I'm finished, John Mark will provide us with today's lesson. Once again, thank you so much for being here with us. Stay well, healthy, and safe. God bless each and every one of you. Isaiah 5, the Song of the Vineyard. I will sing for the one I love a song about his vineyard. My loved one had a vineyard on a fertile hillside. He dug it up and cleared it of stones and planted it with the choicest vines. He built a watchtower in it and cut out a wine press as well. Then he looked for a crop of good grapes, but it yielded only bad fruit. Now you dwellers in Jerusalem and men of Judah, judge between me and my vineyard. What more could have been done for my vineyard than I have done for it? When I looked for good grapes, why did it yield only bad? Now I will tell you what I am going to do to my vineyard. I will take away its hedge, and it will be destroyed. I will break down its wall, and it will be trampled. I will make it a wasteland, neither pruned nor cultivated and briars and thorns will grow there. I will command the clouds not to rain on it. The vineyard of the Lord Almighty is the house of Israel, and the men of Judah are the garden of his delight. And he looked for justice, but saw bloodshed, for righteousness, but heard cries of distress. Good morning, Skillman Church of Christ. How are we doing this morning? I hope you've all had a fantastic 4th of July weekend, COVID-19 style, that is. And a, a very happy birthday to you, America. Uh, let's hope that 244 uh, looks good on you. It is uh, such a joy to worship with you all uh, this morning virtually. If you are a visitor or a first-time viewer, we are so glad that you could join us. We are a community of faith here in Dallas, Texas, and who love Jesus, and we strive to live by faith. We want to be advocates of hope, and with all those with whom we come into contact, we want to be known by our love. So this is week number two in a series on the book of Isaiah. Specifically in this book, we are looking at the themes of hope and justice and how we as a church and as individuals can be advocates of God's liberating work here in this world. And the question we are essentially asking is how can the church be a voice of hope in this world, especially for the voiceless, the marginalized, the hopeless, the, the blind, the enslaved, and the lost? And how can we preach hope with our words and actions? And how can we live full of hope with purpose and meaning? The text today is in Isaiah chapter 5. Cricket did a fantastic job reading this text earlier. So Isaiah 5, if you'd like to turn there, you're welcome to go there. Uh, the opening verses in this chapter read, 
I will sing for the one I love a song about his vineyard. Hold it right there. So Isaiah is a Jewish prophet who lived about 700 years before the birth of Christ in Judah. Prophets were called to be the mouthpiece of God and speak truth to the religious folk who had lost their way. And if you know anything about the prophets, you know that the prophets were masters of image. There is this phrase that says a, a picture is worth a thousand words. Well, prophets would take an image that was familiar with the people of that day, and with poetic language and prose, they would play with it, act like clay with it, convey with it deep spiritual truths. The prophet Amos uses the image of a plumb line in a basket of ripe fruit. The prophet Hosea used the image of a harlot. Micah used the image of a judge. And we see here in verse 1 of Isaiah chapter 5 that the prophet Isaiah uses the image of a vineyard. We also learn in this first verse of chapter 5 that this particular passage first originated as a song. How beautiful is that? Before it was ever written down, it was probably a song that Isaiah would sing aloud to the people. We need to pause right here and speak to the significance of this. For all of you out there who love music, how often in human history has the interweaving of melody, harmony, and lyrics been used to communicate deep spiritual truths? We can all probably think of songs whose lyrics and melodies have hit us at the right time, in the right place, and deeply impacted our soul. I think of artists like Bob Dylan or Beyonce, Joni Mitchell, Tupac Shakur, Eminem, or, or Merle Haggard. I mean, the, they were able to use music to communicate the struggles and the highs and lows of what it means to be human. I've been, I've been thinking a lot about country music recently because Tara and I have watched some of that Ken Burns documentary on country music, but it could be said that Isaiah's song here in, in the fifth chapter has some of the same purposes and function as a country music song, three chords and the truth. It is through this dynamic interplay of lyrics and melody where we are all invited into a space where deep longings and desires and disappointments of the soul are expressed through imagery and story. And I mean, you all know what happens when you play a country song backwards, right? Well. You get your dog back and your wife back and your house back and your truck back. And it's a terrible joke, but in all seriousness, the passage in Isaiah 5, it's like a country love song that uses the image of a vineyard to creatively describe the people of Judah's situation. This is a love song about a vineyard. So in verse 2, Isaiah continues, My loved one had a vineyard on a fertile hillside. He dug it up and cleared it of stones and planted it with the choicest vines. He built a watchtower in it and cut out a wine press as well. Then he looked for a crop of good grapes, but it yielded only bad fruit. So in this song, there is this generous loved one who owns a vineyard on fertile land. He goes out of his way to make this vineyard special by caring for the land. He, he builds a watchtower to protect it, Gets a wine press ready to process the abundance of fruit and plants it with the highest quality of vines. And because of this care and attention, this owner expects great things from the vineyard. But we can see where this is going. This song and the image of the vineyard in Isaiah chapter 5, it's a metaphor. The people of Judah, they are the vineyard. 
God is the generous owner who has abundantly prepared the vineyard. God has protected the vineyard. He has loved the vineyard. But as the song continues, we learn that sadly, the people of Judah have not yielded good fruit, but only wild grapes. And like a good country song, there is even a wordplay with some puns at the end where Judah's crime is exposed and Isaiah drops the mic and just walks off the stage. In uh, verse 7 of chapter 5, it says that God looked for justice, which in Hebrew is the word mishpat, but only saw bloodshed, which in Hebrew is mishpash. God looked for righteousness or charity, which in Hebrew is zedakah, and instead he heard an outcry of pain, zedakah. God, so God wanted mishpat, but got mishpash. God looked for zedakah, but only heard zedakah. It's very poetic in Hebrew, and with just three chords, it communicates the painful truth that all this time God had treated the people of Judah with the utmost kindness and care and love and protection. But Judah was a dud and had failed to respond with that same kindness, conviction, and generosity. Instead of justice and charity, where all were cared for in society, Judah was instead producing bloodshed and outcries of pain. And when you read Isaiah, we see very quickly that the people of Judah had become selfish and self-absorbed. They forgot the essence and importance of justice and charity. They started to elevate profit over people, their economy over their humanity. They became more concerned with accumulating material wealth than accumulating spiritual health. They replaced the God of Abraham and Moses with the gods of money, wealth, sex, comfort, and complacency. And as a result, the vineyard bore no fruit. The image Isaiah uses in this love song is of a vineyard. And it's such a creative and powerful and effective metaphor to describe the type of community God desires for his people. Because vineyards are holistic in nature. They consist of many parts and variables that all need to work together in order for the whole thing to function effectively. In a vineyard, everything is interconnected, and if one part of the equation is off, the whole thing is a potential bust. You have the soil, the amount and quality of the water, the way the vines are pruned and cared for, the amount of sunlight and, and weather. A vineyard it requires a care for the entire system, and if one part of that system is unhealthy or imbalanced or neglected, then the whole crop is at risk. Everything in a vineyard is connected. So a question we can ask ourselves is how healthy is our vineyard? Is there a portion or demographic of society in our vineyard that is underrepresented, not cared for, imbalanced, or endangered? For example, why is it that, that blacks and Hispanics only make up approximately 32% of the total U.S. population, but represent almost 60% of the prison population? Why is it that in a 2016 study, it was revealed that the average wealth of white families was seven times higher than those than the wealth of black families and five times greater than the Hispanic family wealth. And why, according to a 2018 study, do working women make on average 18 cents per dollar less than men with the same job? How effective is our educational system for our children? Are there adequate resources for the mentally ill in our society? And there may be explanations to all these questions, but in a vineyard where everything is interconnected, we as people of faith who are concerned about justice and charity, we must intentionally seek to notice imbalances and disparities. Just like in a vineyard, 
No one is free until everyone is free. No one is healthy until everyone is healthy. There is no us in them. In a vineyard, there is only us because, and COVID has taught us this, everyone and everything, we are all connected. Also, here is something really cool about vineyards in Judah during the 8th century BCE that listeners of this song would have understood right away about what it meant to be a part of the people of God. According to Jewish tradition, each family in a tribe or community was given a plot of land to care for and nurture and cultivate. And depending on where this tribe was located, it could have been a flat plot of land somewhere in the valley. But if they were living in the mountains or the hill country, the plot of land a family would have received would be one terrace on a terraced hill. There would be a neighbor working the terrace above them and a neighbor working the terrace below them. And, and these terraces became vineyards on hillsides with grapes and olive trees. But here is the interesting thing about these type of vineyards. If you looked at a terraced hill or mountain, each terrace would be held up by these beautiful stone walls. But the walls needed to be kept strong and firm because if the wall above you crumbled, the soil and water from above would come pouring down and make a huge mess of your own vineyard and everyone below. The problem with having to, to maintain your own wall was that you couldn't see it. They could look and see their neighbor's wall, but because their wall was below them, they wouldn't know if it was sturdy, strong, or needed repair. So vineyards then became a great representation of what it means to be a part of God's people. Because in order for the terraces to work and, and for the fruit to develop, farmers had to look out and care for their neighbor's wall instead of their own. Isn't that such a beautiful picture of community? Everyone looking out for everyone else's wall? It, it's so counterintuitive here in the Western world, but this is what it can look like to live with justice and charity, to look out and care for the walls of our neighbors. So how can we, as a church, be advocates of hope in this world, especially for the voiceless, the marginalized, the hopeless, the blind, the enslaved, and the lost? Isaiah's song and the image of a vineyard, it can be so helpful in our understanding of justice and charity. A vineyard acknowledges that everything is interconnected, interdependent, and interwoven. We are all connected for our society to be healthy. No one can be ignored. Things cannot be imbalanced. All of us win when we are all taken care of, and all of us lose when something is out of whack. Also, let us remember that just as the farmers would look out for and care for each other's stone walls upon the terrace, as the body of Christ, we are called to look out for our brothers and sisters and work together to make our vineyard fruitful. The love song in Isaiah 5, it ends in tragedy because the vineyard does not bear fruit. Eventually, the Babylonians come and destroy the city of Jerusalem and send the people of Judah into exile. A couple of chapters later, though, Isaiah says the story is not over. We can have hope. He speaks of a new shoot that will come from the line of Jesse. And we learn in Isaiah of a virgin that will conceive and give birth to a baby whose name will be Emmanuel or God with us. And that he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And we can sing a new song because there is still hope. God is at work. The Christ is living and breathing and working in this world. And as we continue our worship today, 
Let us remember our role as people of the vineyard and let us sing to this incredible God that we have.